It's All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence. We're continuing our Off the Road series with a rock legend and returning guest, Peter Frampton, who recently released his memoir, Do You Feel Like I Do? After a diagnosis of IBM, inclusion body myositis, a degenerative muscle disease, Peter launched what he's called his finale tour, but it was interrupted by the pandemic, we'll hear, as we welcome him back to the show now. Hey, Peter. Aloha. Hey, how are you? What's going on, brother? I'm doing fine. Good to speak to you again. Uh, It's great to speak to you again. We'll actually start at the end of the book, which details the beginning of your pandemic experience. So in early 2020, you were getting ready for the uh, UK-European Union leg of your finale tour. You were taking a trip from your home in Nashville to Florida and heading back. And that's when you began to get hints of what was to come. Take it from there. Right. My girlfriend and I wanted to get away for a week. We got back like the 9th of March. When I got on the plane to come back, the guy in front of us was wearing a mask. And I thought, did I get the memo? What's going on? (laughs) Either he is sick or something's going on. And then it dawned on me. By the time we got home to Nashville, everywhere was locking down. And I've virtually been in my um, place ever since. I have my little bubble here of about three or four people. And then I have my home and my studio, and I just go between the two. In general, how have you been moved by these events? It's very moving because there's, how do I say this? Um, We needn't be where we are. That's the bottom line. If our leader, Mr. Orange, had decided to, in March, wear a mask and not take it off on camera, things would be a lot different. And there's so many stupid people that don't believe that. Anyone who doesn't believe that masks work, they should spend um, 48 hours in an ICU with all the doctors and nurses working with all these patients. The doctors and nurses and essential workers, oh my goodness, we owe them so much gratitude. They are my heroes. You echo what many uh, performers have said. You mentioned the word heroes. This book uh, is in so many ways stories about heroes in your life. David Bowie comes up really fast in there. And when you meet him, he's David Jones. His background includes being a student of your father's, too. Uh, Well, it all started. (laughs) He was playing on the steps of the school on a weekend. It was the Conrads, and I'd heard about them, great local band. I looked on the end, and there was this guy playing this beautiful sax and singing songs of the day, Eddie Cochran songs, uh, Little Richard. And I just said to my dad, Dad, who's that? He said, oh, that's Jones. He's very creative. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I said, well, Dad, I want to be him. So the next year, I turned 13, I guess, and and then I I went to the school. And first lunchtime, I made a beeline for Dave. So there we are, um, sitting on the art block stairs, and my dad stored our guitars. In the morning, we put them in his office, and we get the guitars out, and we started jamming on the steps of the art block. That's when the friendship started. And then I went my way, and then Dave went his, and he was Davy Jones and the Nighttimers, David Bowie in the Lower Third, and all these different bands he was in. 
And I was in local bands, the True Beats and then the Preachers and everything. And we would occasionally play the same night in different bands. And so we would stay in touch. And then um, one day, The Herd, the band that I was part of when I was 16, 17, we had like three top 10 hits in England and Europe. And um, Dave did my uh, an interview for biography on A&E. They used to have those. And um, I was watching it in his part. And he said, yes, I'm, I'm sitting there on a Thursday night and I turned on top of the pops. He said, I turn on the TV and I look and I squinted and I thought, who is, wait, that's, that's Peter. What is he doing on TV? He should be at school. So <laughs> it's a wonderful line. So I actually beat him on TV. <laughs> he never let me forget it. And then um, again, we would just see each other every now and again. And I guess we fast forward to when David called me up. I had nothing really going on. I just had my first album out in about four years. It was the Premonition album. So Dave called me in 86 and, and said, I love what you're playing. Would you come and play some for me on my next record? I was floored. And I said, absolutely. He said, I'll send you a ticket. Off we go. I'm off to uh, Switzerland where he was living at the time. Played on the Never Let Me Down record. And while I was there, that's when he um, asked me if I would be willing to be one of his uh, guitar players on the Glass Spider tour. And I said, let me, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, the thing is there that he could have chosen any guitar as we know so I, I felt honored that he would ask me what he did was he knew what had happened because he's the great reinvention man and I wasn't and I didn't know how to reinvent myself after the the collapse of my career after the satin pants and the bare chest and the teeny bopper portion of my career um, he knew that. He gave me this gift and reintroduced me around the world in stadiums um, as the, the guitar player. So I can never thank him enough. And I keep on thanking him. And it's a guy who also was close to your family, taking your parents to see him on Broadway in The Elephant Man, correct? Yes. And, and my father and, and he had a, a great relationship. When dad passed, Dave was the first one to call the house. Right. So, you know. Another cat that uh, comes up a lot in the book is Stevie Wonder. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, I was doing the, um, the I'm a New record, and I really wanted Stevie Wonder to maybe, you know, as a pipe dream. Maybe, maybe I could, what if I could get Stevie Wonder to play some harmonica on a track, you know, and he must know who I am by now. And so I, and my mother uh, and father were staying with me in New York at that time. And my mother said, well, call him up. So <laughs> I called Motown and I said, uh, it's Peter Frampton. Is there any way you can put me in touch with Stevie Wonder? They said, yes, let me get back to you. So the next thing I know, Stevie Wonder calls me. And I said, would you please play a... a some harmonica for me and he said i'd loved it he was in new york at the time we were recording it where he recorded electric lady so he came down and played harmonica and mick jagger was in the next studio and he asked me if he could come in and watch so there's <laughs> my band me and mick jagger watching stevie come up with this part it was it's just i'm still there <laughs> i can still see it you know and then stevie left and 
Uh, Mick was still there. And then my parents came down. They missed seeing Stevie, but as my parents, my dad is standing in the, the live room. We're in the control room. And I just see my dad having this long conversation with Mick Jagger. And it was just so wrong, you know? <laughs> right, because he had looked at the Stones as they were like real rebels and stuff in the beginning. Yeah, and, and filthy dirty, you know? <laughs> they just look so dirty. <laughs> Meanwhile, he comes in after he's talked to Mick and he goes, wonderful chap, really nice man, you know? <laughs> so anyway, um, I think the Stevie Wonder story that sticks out I had my car accident in 1978. I get flown back up from Nassau, Bahamas, to uh, Lenox Hill Hospital in New York. I guess I'm in about the second week of recovery. I've broken just about every bone in my body. It's about 2, 3 in the morning, and the night nurse just comes in and, and wakes me up and says, I, I hate to wake you up, she said, but there's someone on the phone for you. And I said, who is it? And she said... He says he's Mr. Wonder. <laughs> so I said, put him through. <laughs> then I pick up the phone and it's Stevie. He said, oh, I just want to call you. Make sure you're doing okay. I heard about the accident and everything. And, and I said, oh, man, this, this is making my night. And he said, well, I've been writing some songs and I've got the tracks done, but I haven't done the vocal yet. So can I sing you a couple of songs live over the <laughs> Please go ahead. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. So he sings me not one, not two, but three songs um, over the phone uh, with the track in the background. And he's singing live to me. And not one of them have I heard on a record. Things like that I will never forget. It's rock legend Peter Frampton, the latest guest in our Off the Road series. Hear this and everyone we've spoken with so far on our mobile app and at hawaiipublicradio.org. Just look for the Off the Road banner and join us tomorrow for the conclusion. I'm Dave Lawrence.